My name's Francisca Monahan, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Eugene is a city both blessed and cursed this political season. If you walk around town, you'll see Trump pent signs either still in their original place or thrown on the ground. If you're lucky, you've seen the massive lifted truck driving around town, blaring distorted jingles and recorded Trump speeches. There's I'm With Her stickers posted around every nook and cranny if you look hard enough. We've had our chance to see Trump here. But if you walk around the wet streets of Eugene, in some windows you'll see something a lot of people forgot about. Old campaign signs that say, a future to believe in, or the political revolution. Eugene has seen the mess of an election that we're almost finished with, but it's been blessed with a certain phenomenon, a certain man. That man was Bernie Sanders. Welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. My name is Alec Cowan, and I'm a political columnist for the Daily Emerald. Welcome to today's episode of the Emerald Political Podcast, Where Did They Go? The Story of the Sanders Survivors. I'll be looking at the Bernie Sanders phenomenon and what happened in the aftermath of the primary elections. Where did the white-haired inspiration run off to, and where have his supporters gone? What are they even doing? As we found out, quite a lot. You'll want to stay tuned. It's been quite a while since Bernie Sanders made national headlines. Since the DNC in the primary election, the burn has definitely seemed to cool off. What made the election exciting and hopeful at one point has really taken a backseat to sensationalism and emails and videotapes. Discussions on staple Bernie policies like free higher education, curbed corporate influence, a better electorate system, they still weave their way onto the debate stage, but the emphatic oomph that Bernie Sanders made? It seems absent. Now, Bernie Sanders had a lot of influence in Oregon. He did win the state with 55% of the vote, with Donald Trump winning about two-thirds on the Republican side. He rallied in Salem, Portland, and Eugene, had tens of thousands of people attend. He moved crowds like a lot of politically experienced people just hadn't seen before. People made campaigning and rallying for Bernie a full-time job, putting in hours and hours of work into this man and his campaign. You could see this when Bernie came to Eugene and just casually strolled down 13th. Students lined up to shake his hand and to just witness what this man was. When some of our reporters spoke to people around the Eugene rally, they found that a lot of Bernie's supporters felt a personal connection with their candidate. He was someone out of nowhere that, although running for the Democratic ticket, didn't seem to hold ties to any party really. He was down to earth. He cared about issues that people have wanted to talk about for a long time, but I felt like they couldn't. Um... He really be, gave people hope. You know, he, um, he was showing people that there is a way out. That's Xander Berenstein, an applied math and biology student at the University of Oregon and a fierce Bernie supporter. Uh, you know, we, we have a corrupt, finance, a corrupt campaign finance system, a corrupt political system, uh, a corrupt electoral system, and he was showing that us on the bottom can actually do something and about it. Um, he showed us that when people come together, real change does happen. Xander was the co-founder of the UO for Bernie group, an extracurricular group on campus that went out and campaigned for Bernie. They worked heavily on educating students on Bernie's goals and encouraged voter registration. 
Now, Xander is an enthusiastic guy. He enjoys talking a lot about social issues and especially about Bernie Sanders. On his Facebook page, his cover photo is of a young Sanders being thrown to the ground by police. As he explained to me, if it wasn't for Bernie Sanders, he might not be the person he is today. Um, and were you, like, attracted to politics at all before this election, or...? Before I got into Bernie Sanders' campaign, I was pretty fiercely apolitical for a good few years. Um, I grew up in a very conservative right-wing family. Um, after I moved out, I realized just how uninformed and misinformed I have been. And so and that happened right around the same time as, our, as um, Occupy Wall Street. And so, so for, for a good few years, uh, I went through this political transformation where I completely stepped back from choosing any sides, did as much research as possible, um, looked at you know, what the issues are, how they're being addressed politically. It, it, it wasn't until Bernie Sanders' campaigns uh, took off in May 2015 that I really decided, okay, I need, I, need, I need to be part of this movement. Cool. And so was that kind of part of, was it like Bernie specifically or just like kind of the ideas behind his campaign that really like oh, I mean, you to it or both I mean, obviously? Or? I mean, definitely the ideas. Uh, I mean, uh, Bernie's whole movement, I mean, he, he repeated over and over again at each and every rally that this campaign is not about Bernie Sanders getting elected to be president. This is about, this is about transforming America. Mm. But yeah. I mean, Bernie Sanders himself was able to put so much of his good character into the campaign that he it so so yeah I guess I guess it is both but it's definitely primarily the message and mm -hmm. and I think that's really important to note because that's what we're going to do moving forward it, we're you know Bernie we're not just you know supporters of Bernie Sanders we're we're continuing this political revolution that he and his movement started. I mean, our primary goal was obviously to uh, nominate Bernie Sanders to be the Democratic uh, candidate for president. But um, other than that, I mean, it was we, we brought this group together over some common values, and that was, those were you know, education and healthcare being a right for all and not a privilege. Um, you know, a minimum, the minimum wage needs to be a living wage and not a starvation wage. Um, ba certain basic um, social justice uh, issues like that. And, you know, that uh, billionaires and corporations need to pay their fair share in taxes. Um, those basic socialist um, left-wing left uh, issues that um, have really been underrepresented in our political scene. Xander explained to me that you for Bernie didn't dissolve after the primaries, just remolded. There's a large group called Our Revolution that birthed itself out of the Bernie campaign and has since set up chapters across the country. They're pushing his policies out and spreading his message, but with a lot more voices than just Bernie's. Our Revolution gave out recommendations of places that Bernie supporters could go, and Xander is now helping coordinate a chapter of the Young Democratic Socialists here on campus. Burners are growing past just the Bernie phenomenon. Basically what happened was uh, the umbrella organization College Students for Bernie Sanders, which um, very kind of, like, we didn't really answer to them, but mm -hmm. they, they kind of were tying the different campus uh, groups for Bernie together and 
um, kind of checking in, see what everyone's doing, and they send us an email saying, well, uh, most of the most of the other uh, college students for Bernie groups are uh, doing these things, and one of them was the Young Democratic Socialist. Their their principles, their goals, um, their strategy, it lines up pretty pretty perfectly with uh, Bernie's message um, and Bernie's goals. So we were we just being a part of this already existing organization gave us the opportunity to do everything that we wanted to do um, with the resources that would allow us to do it. Yeah. Um, basically everything that we couldn't do last year because we were too busy electing a president, yeah. <laughs> now we can do it. Bernie Sanders was himself a revolution. I was wondering if he still was. Bernie inspired people like Xander, with no political experience, to dive headfirst into issues. He instantly made a connection with the young crowd and even won more votes from those under 30 than Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump combined. It's definitely inspirational to see a candidate create such massive influence, but I just wondered, has it stayed? Xander is striving to make a difference here in Oregon, but there were millions of voters for Bernie. Was the political revolution going to keep going? I caught up with Troy Campbell, a marketing professor who published some work on Bernie and Trump back in January, to see what he thought. So here's my assessment of Bernie, which may or may not be correct. I think he really, really cares about changing the world, and he is one of the few politicians that I think actually doesn't really, isn't there to, because he wants power and politics. Um, I think I think if you looked at him, I think you'd see that he was one of the few people who has ever gotten to the forefront who didn't really get there because he thought, I am the best person in the world, I am the smartest, I want power, and things like that. And he really expresses that in that he really, in every single interview, now he has this format, he said, you know, these ideas are your ideas, and you made them happen, Bernie supporters, and they're as part of the Democratic platform now because of you. And I really think Bernie genuinely wants whatever whatever you want to say about Bernie, I think it's hard not to say that Bernie wants those ideas to happen and he doesn't need to be there. Like he's not saying, hey, these ideas are super important, so make sure you vote for me next year. It's I think these ideas are really important and you need to be pushing them forward. And I think he's seeing sort of the way to do that is to remind people they're committed to those ideas and they need to keep uh, moving those ideas forward. And uh, that thing that he says is vote Hillary and then hold Hillary accountable, um, which I think tactically also just as a way to sort of um, get people to vote for Hillary is, is really good. So that's my general assessment of him as a person. Professor Campbell is absolutely correct. As supporters like Xander have proved, Bernie Sanders wasn't just a momentary fling. He changed how a generation sees politics. It's astounding, really. Professor Campbell had predicted that the ideals behind Bernie and Trump would each outgrow the candidates themselves. And here we are, roughly 10 months after he published those thoughts, and we can see he was right. I asked him what Berners need to do to keep going and to keep being relevant, even when Bernie himself eventually becomes irrelevant. One of the most important things to think about with any social movement is to think about what your really goal is at the end of the day. 
Um, and what is your realistic goal? And so if your realistic goal is to get the world to be more the way you want it to be. And uh, I think Obama is very, very good at understanding that that's what his goal is. And he, whether he has succeeded or not, he has tried and really got at the idea that progress marches on, but progress, progress marches on as a step and not not in huge, massive leaps. Um, and I think that the Bernie Sanders crowd and any, any crowd is, is sort of angry sometimes when their ideas get out there and they're less pure, but they should be glad that their ideas are out there and over time they'll be more pure. And I, you know, be an idealist, but know that your ideal never, it never, never will happen. Um, and that the only, that, you know, the only people who create a better future are not the dreamers from John Legend's Imagine, uh, John Legend's, uh, John <laughs> Lennon's Imagine, the realists who know that tomorrow we can make a percent better and that's, and, and that's good. Um, yeah, but I, I honestly don't know sort of what, um, what social movements are going to look like in the next um, five to ten years. Um, in part because I still don't think we really understand how quote unquote liberal um, people are. And I think we don't really, I, it, it's really interesting to see whether economic, uh, economic socialism will match liberal activism. So will Black Lives Matter hit what Bernie Sanders wants to do economically? And can those those groups get together? Maybe, maybe not. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Professor Campbell was enthusiastic and optimistic when we talked. He also knew I was a journalist, and at the end of our discussion, he told me this. The pull quote for me is, I'm not exactly sure what the future will be, but I know if we want, if you want the future to be Bernie, Bernie Sanders ideals going forward, then the answer is you have to, you, the, the, the activist groups that were alive need to stay alive and they need to stay alive with those ideas, um, not necessarily, um, uh, Bernie and, uh, whatnot. And so I think that here, here's one last thought. I think that one of the reasons Bernie, a person like Bernie is so sometimes necessary in modern times and Donald Trump is if you were to describe Bernie's beliefs, you would use the very negative word to some people, socialism. And if you were to describe Trump's beliefs, you would use nationalism or something even worse. Um, and so I think one of the, if I were sort of Bernie's team right now, I would sit down and say, what are we going to call ourselves? Um, what is the word that we really need to use that's going to describe this and that's actually going to, to work? And I would sit down and I'd really say, is socialism the word we want to pitch ourselves to? Because we know in the, in the short term, it could be really hard, but in the long term, it could potentially be beneficial. As I mentioned, Bernie hasn't been seen very much since the end of the primaries. During the DNC, crowds of Bernie supporters booed and chanted throughout Hillary's official coronation. There have been tons of supporters that have pledged to boycott the election entirely, deciding to go Bernie or bust. Others promised to write his name in on the ballot. Burners 
were just determined to follow Bernie Sanders to the end. One of the biggest obstacles to pushing this political revolution, I thought, would be refusing to work with it. It would be to say we want all or nothing. Xander explained that line of thought is indeed dying off, but still holding on. He didn't see it as a solution either. I know I, I have heard of um, people still talking about writing in Bernie Sanders, but um, I, I personally don't know anyone who's doing that. Uh, I personally would not do that. Um, and in general, I would say one of the big, one of the heaviest focuses is the down ticket candidate. This is me speaking for myself and not for anyone else. I personally believe that uh, what we have witnessed over the course of this primary is that there is too much. The, in essence, the system is too broken to fix it on a national level right now. And as Bernie Sanders has said, positive change never happens from the top down. It always happens from the bottom up. And so what we need to do is we need to elect progressives and I would say socialists um, to uh, local positions. And so from the bottom up, we build, uh, we build a, a local government and then account uh, state government and so on, um, where we really clean up the system. Uh, you know, at the same time, uh, get big money out of politics, reform our electorate system, and engage the public in the political process. Um, those three things need to happen at the same time, uh, or else the other. You know, if, if if only one of those three goals is accomplished, mm -hmm. but not the other two, the other two will cause the first issue to uh, revert to its original state. The point is that uh, those are those are our goals. Those are our immediate goals. Um, get big money out of politics, electoral reform, engage the public in politics. Yeah, and we can't expect that national leaders will magically decide to grant their people these these rights. This is something that we have to fight for, and this is something that we have to start at a local level. Xander explained that burners are everywhere. They're out voting for Jill Stein, they're voting for Hillary Clinton. Some are indeed sticking to their guns and staying away from anyone this election. The bottom line for him, though, is a common narrative. I don't think anybody in the Bernie Sanders community disagrees that Trump needs to be stopped. I haven't met a single person who isn't horrified mm -hmm. by him and his uh, demagoguery and the hornet's nest of hate that he has kicked up. How do you feel for the future um, when it comes to this? I feel optimistic. Um, I feel very optimistic, actually, because what we, one of the biggest things that we saw this primary is that 70, over 71 percent of people under the age of 45 voted overwhelmingly for Bernie Sanders. This means that so that the vast majority of people our age who are coming of a political politically mature age, we overwhelmingly believe in social justice. We overwhelmingly do not. We no longer see socialism as this boogeyman word. Yeah. We see it as democracy for all. Um, and you know, social certain social services like Medicare and like like um, healthcare, uh, education as human rights.
you know, much like the rest of the developed world does. Um, and so because of that, I, I am confident that with this revival of um, true leftist political views, um, we can do something great if we organize. And, and that's kind of my vision with the Democratic Socialist Group. What, what we're really focusing on is, long term is uh, coalition building, and that's multiracial, multi-issue, multi-ethnic, multi-organizational coalitions around these issues such as Standing Rock, such as um, you know, countering the Trumpist bigotry, um, you know, uh, strengthening unions. Um, and through, so forming coalitions, political education is something we're really focusing on too, you know, educating ourselves and educating the public. Really, uh, and, and really building the socialist left. Because right now, uh, our, the, the left, leftist politics is not represented in our political, it isn't. We have a far right party and a center-right party that have basically taken control. Um, and, and, so, and, and because of this, uh, I, I know many leftists, many socialists who um, feel discouraged, feel like they're fringe, um, feel, feel like they're in a significant minority because they turn on the TV and they don't ever see they, they see their views as you know being ridiculed and saying, oh, these crazy socialists. But in reality, what we saw with the Bernie Sanders campaign is that actually a, a way larger uh, population, a, a way larger proportion of our U.S. population. As I talked with Xander and Professor Campbell, I saw many parallels. What Professor Campbell described as the necessary steps to keep pushing forward really resonated with the efforts that Xander and the residual Bernie supporters have actually been doing. The leftover burners are protesting Standing Rock, they're supporting Measure 97 here in Oregon, they're fighting in places all over the country with many different faces, and that's reassuring. They're pushing onward, which is a great sign for the promise of change. The future is still uncertain. The last two years of ridiculous politics are culminating into one exciting and honestly frightful night. It will be interesting to see what happens. Not just who was elected president, but how this election has reshaped the entirety of American politics as we thought we knew them. And what's more interesting is, burners didn't have to invent anything new. They chose the right time and breathed new life into American politics. They took an enthusiastic, young generation and got them to find hope in an elderly man that's been preaching the same policies for decades. America will remember Bernie Sanders for a long time, but what's even better? Even when he's gone, the fire will keep burning. I want to thank Professor Troy Campbell and Zender Bernstein for agreeing to meet with me. Uh, their interviews added a lot of depth to this podcast, and I really appreciated their time. Music featured in today's episode was Little Lily Swing by Tritachian, All Quiet on the Western Front by This Mess Is Mine, Poddington Bear by The Dirty, and Night Owl by Broke for Free. Thank you for listening to the Emerald Podcast Network, and look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs>